0: Good evening friends, good evening each and every one of you listening to this podcast. Um, Wherever you are, I pray that the Lord God Almighty will speak to you this hour in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's appreciate God for making it possible for us again to gather together in this place. Lift up your voice, appreciate him. Lord, we are grateful, we are uh, full of gratitude, we are delighted. To be gathered together again today to hear your word. Lord, we say thank you. It's a privilege, Lord. It's a privilege. It's not a right. It's a privilege. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Abba, Father, we are about to kick off. We want to eat from your table again tonight. We pray and ask by your spirits, communicate your heart to us in the name of Jesus. By your spirits, communicate your wisdom your revelation, Lord, your understanding, your knowledge, let it be communicated to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to speak of myself. Holy Spirit of God, I say, take possession of my tongue and speak the heart of God to us this evening. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Praise the Lord. You are welcome. You are welcome to this meeting again tonight we have been discussing about the cost of discipleship for some time now we have been examining the the subjects of discipleship why are we so concerned about discipleship discipleship is the entirety of what Christianity is. Praise God. Discipleship is everything about Christianity, it is everything about conforming to the image of Christ. Discipleship is a place where we are being exposed to the truths that proceeded from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he told his disciples when he was about to ascend to the throne of grace. He said, go around the world and make disciples, teaching them what you have learned from me. Praise the Lord. This was the statement Matthew concluded his gospel with. This statement of making disciples of nations was the same statement that the gospel of Mark ended with. The same thing, the same statement, the gospel of Luke Ended with. So everything about the kingdom is all about raising people, building up peoples who can be in charge of this kingdom. Praise the Lord. Tonight, my focus is going to be on the fact that discipleship may cost your life. Praise God. Discipleship may cost your life. I will show you in a moment. Discipleship will eventually cost you your life. But this is the joy that we have. That even if we lost our body, we lost our physical breath. Our Lord Jesus Christ has guaranteed each and every one of us who are following Him a much more better life than we than the one we have today. That if we die for the sake of the gospel, we are died for the right cause, but not to die as robbers, not to die as busybodies, not to die as, um, as murderers. Praise God. Now, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 14. Praise God. I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible. And I'm going to be reading from the King James version of the Bible. Praise God. So I'm going to be making use of those two translations. Alright, since we started, we have been making use of the Living Bible so that some things will be that are, are complicated to understand in some other translation will be more simplified. For us to understand, praise God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14. Permit me to read from King James Version. Praise God. I believe every one of you have King James Version. That is our standard Bible. The standard Bible we use in this ministry but we also alternatively use other versions as well. Now, since we started this teaching, we have been making use of the Living Bible. We also make use of other translations like Message Bible, NIV, and um, New Living uh, Translation. We make use of them, all right, so that we'll be able to understand, have a proper knowledge of, what Jesus Christ is trying to communicate to us. Hallelujah. And I believe uh, it is the will of God for us to have different translations today. Hallelujah. Now, if you are in the gospel of Luke chapter 14, I will start again by reading from verse 25. Luke chapter 14, I will start again by reading from verse 25. And there went great multitudes with him, as Jesus Christ, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, And brethren and sisters. Of course, brethren is talking about brothers. Praise God. Yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to look at the last part of verse 26. And his own life, oxu, And his own life, oxu. Praise the Lord. You are not just going to love less your parents. You are not going to um, place them before the Lord Jesus Christ alone. What I mean is, they are not the only thing you are to place below Jesus Christ. All right? They are not the only thing you should love less. Your life, as well, should also be loveless in order of priority. So Jesus Christ must stay above them all. Why? Because they all belong to this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope you are following. They all belong to this world. I'm going somewhere. Follow me closely. I want to read that verse. This is again. If any man come to me and hates not his father, the word "hates" there means not to love your father or love anything more than me. And mother and wife and children and brothers or brethren, as the case may be, and sisters, yea, and his own life, also, it cannot be My disciple, and whoever and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I've told you before that the cross represents absolute denial of one's own desire to please the one who have called you, who has called you to be his follower. Told you before in our previous epistle that a disciple is a follower, is a learner. A disciple is a student. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Remember we are looking at the fact that discipleship may cost your life. And it will cost your life. Discipleship will cost your life. Praise God. The book of Matthew, chapter ten. Now I am going to jump here and there so that I'll be able to get where. I really want to get to. Praise God. Now I want to read from the Living Bible. Alright, let me make use of the Living Bible here. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus called his disciple. Sorry. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of sickness and disease. Only disciples are given authority over the works of darkness, over the power of the enemy, over the power of the devil. Only disciples are giving that authority. If you recall, in our last epistle, I told you that discipleship is not designed primarily for the welding. Except the worthy, they are ready to lay down their wealth. Not until that point, they cannot be enlisted and they cannot be referred to as the disciple of Jesus Christ. Verse 1, I read again. Jesus called his, disciples, called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of sickness, and disease. Now let's look at the twelve disciples here, verse 2. Here are the names of his twelve disciples. Simon, also called Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, Zebedee's son, John, James' brother, Philip, Bethlehem, Thomas, Matthew, the task collector, James, Apheok's son, Thaddeus, Simon, a member of the Zealots, it's a subversive it's political party. Judah is Cariot, the, the one who betrayed him. Praise God. So most of them were mentioned with their area of occupation, all right, or what the association they belongs to. Those were the 12 disciples that Jesus called from among the multitude. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Now I am going to jump from that verse 2 to verse. I'm going to jump to verse 16, right? Yes, verse 16. I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. Praise God. I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. Be as weary, that is, be as wise as serpents and harmless as dove. Praise God we are going to see those wolves he's talking about. The wolves are the ones who are going to resist your calling. They are the ones that are going to stand against what you believe. They will stand against your message. They will stand against your teaching. They will stand against your following of Jesus. Praise God. They will stand against you're becoming Jesus' disciple. I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. It therefore means that discipleship is a rugged and a dead zone. Come to look at it. What does the wolf represent? Naturally speaking, is wolf is a dangerous animal. Praise God. Wolves are dangerous animals. Be as weary as serpents, harmless as doves. Doves. Verse 15. But beware, that is, be aware, for you will be arrested and tried. Praise God. You will be arrested and what? Tried at the same time. So, Jesus never guaranteed his disciples comfort when they made up their mind to follow him, when he called them to be with him. He never told them that the journey is going to be sweet all the way. He never promised them anything like that. But beware, verse 17, for you will be arrested and tried. That is, you are going to be tortured. You are going to be blessed. You are going to be tormented. You are going to be punished. By who? The wolves. Those who don't believe in Christ those who are in opposition to the message of Christ, they are going to be the one who are going to go after your soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. They are going to contend with you. They are going to do all they can to make sure that you are being resisted. Praise God. Hallelujah. For you will be arrested and tried. He was already giving them what they are going to face. Telling them, rather, what they are going to face. Ahead of time. And wept in the synagogues. Right? And whipped. You are going to be flogged. starting from the place you call the place of worship. Because synagogue here represents the place of worship or the temple of worship. Verse 18, Yes, and you must stand trial before governors. And that reminds me, About the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 26 when he stood before Felix and Agrippa. Those were men of honor, so to say, men of dignity, men of dignitaries. Men of dignity. Men who has fame. Governors. Yes. And you must stand trial before governors. And kings. Of course, you know, Jesus Christ stood before Pilate. He stood before Herod. These were men who were occupying authority. These were kings in their various capacity. He was there to defend the truth. Jesus Christ said the same thing you are going to face. Yes, and you must stand trial before Governors and kings for my sake. This will give you the opportunity to tell them about me. Yes, to witness to the world. Now this again reminds me of the account of Stephen recorded in Acts chapter 7. Now look at it closely. He didn't say, "This will give you opportunity to run." Now, he didn't say this will give you opportunity to find pleasure or enter into comfort or enjoyment." This is what he says. He said, "This will give you the opportunity to tell them about me." Even if you die in the process. I'm paraphrasing now. Yes. If you have to look at it the other way around. Even if it costs your life, count it as an opportunity for you to witness for me. The same thing, it was an opportunity for Stephen to witness for Jesus Christ. Though the witnessing, the witnessing, for Jesus Christ cost him his life. Praise God. The Lord is good. That is why Jesus Christ said from the beginning, if you remember, in our second class, we said count the cost of count the cost of discipleship. You have to give, you have to sit down, count. The cost before following, so that you will know whether you can follow or not. Because you can't start and then withdraw or turn back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But what? This will give you the opportunity to tell them who? The governors. The governors are the wolves Those who don't believe in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ they are the wolves The kings who are against the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ they are the wolves The president They are the wolves The monarchs They are the wolves Hallelujah Verse 19 When you are arrested, so I I expect you to be arrested. Why? Because you preach me, because you believe in me, you are going to be what? Arrested. Remember, Paul was arrested. Remember Peter and John, they were arrested. Virtually, all the disciples went through one torture or the other, every one of them. And that reminds me about Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas. After they had been tortured, they had been beaten in Philippi, they were locked up in jail. They were locked up in jail. Hallelujah. So when you are arrested, don't worry about what to see at your trial. You you will be tried. And if you don't escape through the trial, you are going to lose your life in the process. Hallelujah. For you will be given the words at the right time. So, disciples are not to rely on themselves, but to rely on the one who has called them. So, he taught them the place of absolute reliance on him and the spirits which he was to send after he must have gone. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. When you are arrested, don't worry about what to say at your trial. For you will be giving the right words at the right time. For it won't be you doing the talking. It will be be the spirit of your heavenly Father speaking through you. He said the ability to speak on your own will fizzle out. Your ability to stand before the wolves, witnessing for Christ, will fade out. The only thing that can now, will not help you to witness properly before the people you are going to face as the enemy of Christ is what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Praise God. Verse 21 Brother shall betray brother to death. Your own brothers will hate you and they may even betray you and in the process kill you. Why? Because you have agreed to follow Jesus Christ. Because you are choosing a new way which is different from your culture. Is different from your tradition. Brothers, brothers shall betray brother to death, and fathers shall betray their own children. Why following Jesus Christ will cost you to forsake the tradition of your father. The culture of your father. Praise God, and children shall rise against their parents and cause, cause their deaths. Not only the children that are going to face this threat; there are parents who, as a result of following Christ, the children will begin to persecute them. So it's, you know, is in the the both sides. So mother having a new, different orientation, an idea, a bad life, because of the new doctrine that she has found, can make his children go against her. Can make her children go against her. And the father, the same thing. So here, brothers can become enemies. Then father can become enemies to their children and children can be the same to their father. The same thing with mother to their daughters and daughters to their mother Sons to their mother and um, mothers to their son. Praise God. Why? You have agreed to follow Jesus Christ. That is the problem. So your problem begins that day you make up your mind to follow Jesus Christ. You have made up your mind to follow him. Then you wait for the wolves. Now, look at it. He didn't tell the disciples, I'm sending you out from the midst of the wolves. He said, I'm sending you there. Where they are, that is where I'm sending you. That is why I said discipleship will cost your life in the process. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Everyone shall hate you. You see that word? There is going to be a complete hatred for you. The world is going to be against you. You are going to become an object of reproach. Everyone shall hate you because you belong to me. That is just a problem you have. Your way and manner of life is different from the world. You don't longer do with them the things you used to do with them. You don't longer obey and observe their customs and norms because you find them to be against what you believe. So you are going to face tough time. We are going to face tough time because of what we believe even from among our own members of our household. But all of you who endure to the end shall be saved. That is the reward there. The reward there is that you will be saved. Eternal life will be for you. But first of all, don't try to save your life. We have read that before. Uh, you don't have to work cling to life. I read that from Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 10, rather. Don't cling to your life. Give it out. That's the only way to save it. That's the key to sustain life. What I'm teaching you today is the pathway to good success. If you have understanding of what I'm teaching you now. If God opened your eye to see what I'm teaching you right now, you would be the most successful and the most blessed man or woman on earth. Do you know why? It is not by minds nor by power. Remember, he said you are not the one that's going to be speaking, but the spirit doing the speaking. All you need to do is just avail yourself for discipleship. Praise God. Verse 23, when you are persecuted in one city, flee to the next. But that doesn't mean that you have left the wolf because where you are going to, you are going to meet another wolf there. Of course, there are going to be a multitude of wolves waiting for you there. Remember, when Paul and Barnabas were moving from one city to another, they were being persecuted from each city they went to. As they moved from one city to another, they never found rest in any of the cities. You know why? The wolves were everywhere. To resist their gospel. When you are persecuted, so you will be persecuted is a is a must. In one city, flee to the next. I will return before you have reached them all. Right? Praise God. Let's continue. Let's I will jump to verse 26. But don't be afraid of those who threaten you. He he said, you don't have to draw back. Though the battle is fierce, the battle is tough. He said, what? You don't have to what? Retreat. No wonder the Bible Call us soldiers. Sodians don't retreat, no matter how fierce, how tough the battle may be, you must continue. Praise God. You must continue face to face. You must face death face to face. That is what you are now being called. To do, don't be afraid of those who can kill only your bodies, just as it did to Jesus, it did to his disciples, it did to Stephen, it did to the rest of them. Don't be afraid of those who can kill. Only your body. He said, only your body. Only your bodies. That is the extent extent they can go. But can't touch your souls. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So he said, when the battle becomes very tough, Lean on the spirit. Don't be afraid. Don't retreat. Be much more afraid of the one who is in charge of the wolves, who can destroy the wolves and destroy their bodies and destroy their souls. Only that one you should reverence. That's the only one you should be afraid of. It's only God you should be afraid of. But for the woes, for the enemies of Christ, enemies of the gospel, just as we have them in the world today, you don't have to worry. Be afraid of them. They can only prevail over your body. But they can't end you totally because they cannot touch your soul. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. So now let's continue in verse. Let's continue in verse twenty-nine. Not one sparrow. In bracket, what do they cost? Two for a penny. Can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Alright, your trust, your your trust and your salvation should be in the hand of the one who can even protect animals. So lean on him. That is what Jesus Christ was trying to tell them here. Not one sparrow. What do they cost? That is, your life is worth more than a sparrow. They are sold for penny, but you, your life is more worth than them. So if God can keep things that don't even matter, how much more you? So don't be afraid of them. Praise God. Now look at it. And the very hair, verse 30, and the very hairs of your head are all numbered. You should be afraid of the one who can do such a thing. Not those who cannot. And the very number of your head are all numbered, Number by who? By God, the one you should fear. So don't worry. You are more valuable to him than many sparrows. Why? Because when the battle becomes fierce, when the battle becomes tough, the desire to worry and to run away We be there, we come. You will want to run. You will want to give up. I have faced many instances like that in my life. Again and again, wanting to give up, wanting to withdraw. I must tell you the honest truth. Flesh trying to communicate. That you cannot continue. That you should give up. That is why every true discipleship, disciple of Jesus Christ must live beyond his or her fleshly life. Otherwise, you can't follow God at all. You cannot. Praise God. So don't worry verse 31 you are more valuable to him than many sparrows 32 if anyone publicly acknowledge me as his friend i will openly acknowledge him as my friend before my father in heaven but if anyone publicly denies me i will openly deny him before my father in heaven praise god when the battle becomes tough, there will be desire to deny. All right, There will be desire to backslide. He's, he's talking about apostasy here. There were many who started with Christ on a good note. But as they continue, and as time goes on, they find themselves not being able to continue. So they withdrew and as such make shipwreck of their feats. When the battle becomes tough, the desire to retreat and to deny the one who has called you will be much more present. That is why I told them First of all, remain in Jerusalem until you are what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. What I'm teaching you today, I'm teaching it to those who believe in Christ of a truth, of a truth, and are spirit filled. Because there is no way you can do you can follow Jesus. You can be a true disciple of Jesus Christ when you are not Spirit-filled. The disciples of Jesus Christ were once very, very terrified. You know, they were afraid of a lot of things. They were faced with a lot of timidity. But when the Spirit came on them in the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, as recorded by St. Luke, these men became very bold. Peter became very bold. Praise God. And the, the gospel was preached through them with boldness, not with fear. And Jesus wants us to emulate them. Hallelujah. But if anyone publicly denies me, I will openly deny him before my father in heaven. Now look at verse 34. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. No, rather a sword. I have come to set a man against his father. That is the sword he's talking about. And a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Verse thirty-six: A man's worst enemies will be will be right will be will be right in his own house. So your greatest enemy. Is going to be enemy of your house. The people that are going to start fighting you for the sake of the gospel, they are going to be the member of your house. The very member of your house, they are going to be your first enemy. There are some mothers, fathers that children have deserted. Because of what they believe. and Also, there are some children that parents have also deserted because of what their children believe. It's, it's, it's not a new thing. It's happening in our world today. So, the very first point of contact of opposition is in your family. Praise God. Your family is going to be your first enemy. They are. They will be your first enemy. They are the one who are going to be against you. Praise God. They are the one that is going to sell you out. Now take a good look at Joseph. The enemies of Joseph were not from outside, but inside, his brothers. They were the ones who hated him. And they sold him because of their hatred for him. They sold him. Praise the Lord. They sold him. The Bible told us that. Even Jesus Christ, according to, to the Gospel of John, even the brothers and sisters never believed in him, including the mother and the father. Many times he said he was out of his mind. And they try as much as possible to do all they can to resist. Is called. Praise the Lord. So be rest assured that discipleship will cost your life. May cost your life in the process. But one thing is sure: your salvation, your deliverance, your redemption has already been sealed. And nothing on earth. And no man will be able to withhold it or stand against it. I hope you are blessed tonight. Lift up your hands and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Appreciate His name tonight. Give Him all the glory. Give Him all the praise. Appreciate Him for His word to you, because I believe the Lord have, uh, have spoken to. Each and every one of you here tonight, and he's still speaking to some of you, speaking to some of you right now, wherever you are listening to us from, on the internet, wherever you are listening to us, you are listening to this podcast from, I believe the Lord is talking to you now. You have not been a faithful servant since you started following Jesus Christ. You have been procrastinating. You have been giving excuses of not following Jesus Christ. But this message will prepare you. This message is not to bring you fear, but to put you in the right perspective of what you are going to do, what you have been called to do. Praise the Lord. May the Lord God open your eyes, open your inner eyes, open the eyes of your heart, that you may understand what the heart of God is concerning you. God hasn't called you to destruction. But he has called you for a He has called you for service. He has called you to deliver others. Now that you have been delivered, he has called you to be his representative. Praise the Lord. And I would not want you to turn back on this assignment So if you have made up your mind to follow Jesus Christ, don't turn back. Why? Because no man who has pledged to the Lord looking back is fit for this assignment. Till I come your way again next time, stay blessed in Jesus' name. God bless you.